Merry Christmas, Foley fam. Me and Jordan are back with a very special bonus mini pod warriors episode for you guys we're going to be talking about the top five christmas treats ever jordan how you doing man you in the christmas spirit i am very much in the christmas spirit it is a uh, christmas week um we are festive at the wells household we are ready for this weekend and uh yeah man like you said merry christmas fully fam i i hope you guys all have a great christmas this weekend and i uh, hope it's everything you guys wish it is that song's such a banger, dude. I kind of just want to leave it playing on a loop in the background the entire episode. Just let I didn't it roll, turn man. It off. It'll sound beautiful. <laughs> I didn't want to turn it off, man. But yeah, it's just a really, really great song, man. Uh, yeah, this was an idea Jordan cooked up, and we were originally going to tack it on to the end of the uh, the WrestleMania figures episode. Um, it's like a little bonus content uh, that, you know, that episode's a couple of days old as you guys are hearing this. But, you know, we figured why not just make a little Christmas treat, man. We know everybody is on the road over the holidays, traveling around, or or maybe, you know, maybe if you're not traveling, maybe if you're hosting Christmas, maybe you're just going up to your room to hide out and isolate yourself for about 20 or 30 minutes, and this will this will be something you can listen to to help you chill out uh, while, you know, you get a bunch of guests over, because we all know that can be pretty exhausting. Yeah, or maybe, um, you're, maybe you're like Clark Griswold, and you're just going to go park some cars and be outside for the season. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's get right into it, man. Uh, Jordan, you can kick this off, man. What do you have? Are, are you, you do you have these in order, or are you just dropping your? Uh, these these are in order. Five your these are in order okay. for me. All right, well, you go first. I'll quickly put mine in order. Okay, so five for me is peppermint ice cream. Now I know some people are gonna be like, "Oh, that's a yearly thing," but there is a particular kind of peppermint ice cream. It's peppermint stick ice cream, and Wells Blue Bunny makes it. It is the top tier ice cream for the Christmas season. Um, I always get excited when it comes out. It always tells me it's getting closer to Christmas, even though now it comes out in like mid-October. So it it gets me a little excited for Christmas a little early. But um, nonetheless, this is definitely one of my favorite treats every Christmas season. Yeah, dude, I've never been a fan of like the toothpaste flavored ice creams, man. Like peppermint, mint chocolate chip, they just... They don't do it for me, dude. So you're on an island for this one. So any, anybody listening, make sure you guys chime in. Let us know. Uh, let us know where you stand on peppermint ice cream, though. I, uh, I, I mean, I could see the appeal of it, man, if you're into that kind of thing. But it's just never been a, uh, a, a flavor profile that I've gotten into. I mean, um, you're, I, you're entitled to an opinion. It can be wrong, but yeah, I get you. <laughs> <laughs> I am starting with my uh, my first of two cocktails that are on this. So Jordan has been extremely liberal with the the definition of a Christmas treat, man. We basically, you know, expanded it out to anything that you want to eat or drink around the holidays, man. So I got two cocktails on here for me. Um, first off is a creation that we invented last year. It's called the Drunken Stay Puffed. So what this is, you need to take some dough ball whiskey, which thanks Jordan for turning me on to. This is a cookie dough, uh, basically a cookie dough flavored whiskey. It's really, really delicious. If you, um, it's not like chocolate chip cookie. It's just like straight up cookie. Like if you like, uh, like the cookie butter from Trader Joe's, it's, it's in the same flavor profile as that, but, uh, it's on top of a really nice, uh, whiskey. Um, and yeah, so you take that, you mix it with a cream soda, right? One fill, fill, fill a rocks glass up one shot of dough ball, top it with cream soda. And then like the, the real coup de gras on this one is a toasted marshmallow, man. All right. Like, so you got to, you know, go out on the fire pit or you do it over a stove, however you want to do it, toast a mar- roast a marshmallow and float that on the top of the drink. And it just sets it off, man. Like 
it gives maybe it gives a little bit of marshmallow flavor to the drink, but you know, every time you take a drink, you're getting that aroma, that roasted marshmallow smell, and it just sets it off, man. It's a really great cocktail, and it just puts you in the mood for uh, you know to, to sit on the couch and watch some holiday movies. Now I'm curious because I, I feel like you could do this another way too. Um, I have obviously have a cocktail smoker, so I feel like I could do maybe just like a pump of like marshmallow. Um, like the marshmallow flavoring and put it in there and then smoke the cocktail. I wonder what, what that would do to it. Maybe I'll try that this weekend. Yeah. But I don't know, dude, I feel like you get a lot with the visual of the toasted marshmallow. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Cause you taste with your eyes first, but yeah, if you do try that, let us know how it goes, man. I'd, I'd be willing to bet you could probably get pretty close to the actual like taste experience, but it just looks nice having it, having a cocktail with a, uh, you know, with a, with a toasted marshmallow on top. I get it. I mean, I, I can certainly appreciate some visuals, but I feel like I'd be wearing that fucking marshmallow by the end of me drinking it. Because, dude, <laughs> I, I I have some bad luck with garnishes on the top of the drinks. <laughs> I end up wearing them most of the time. So you're not a fan of the uh, you're not a fan of like the Bloody Marys with like you know freaking celery stalk, like mini tomato, olive, cocktail shrimp, cheeseburger, like no. another smaller Bloody Mary, all on there for the garnish. No, I'm pretty sure I would spill my entire drink getting. The cheeseburger off that thing so that's a hard pass for me just feed me the alcohol that's all i really want yeah some of those bloody marys get freaking ridiculous man um all right so what is your number four jordan all right so i went candy canes but not normal candy canes the cherry candy canes i love the these always remind me of being a kid um they're different colored things like that you can get them at every store around christmas so yeah cherry candy canes have always been a big hit in my house they're still to this day in my mom's candy dish every time i go over to her house for around christmas time so yeah this is definitely a nostalgia one yeah candy canes really can't go wrong man they've been around since you know forever and really haven't had a whole lot of of improvement because uh that's just how damn good they are dude i would say if i had to pick a uh, candy cane of choice. I always like the Jolly Rancher candy canes. Those are always pretty yeah, good. Those you can good. track those down. They just come out with way too many damn flavors, though. I'm like, some of these don't even sound good. Like, do you got an example? I don't know, dude. Like, the, I, I saw Starburst ones this year, and that doesn't sound good to me. I don't, I've never yeah, tried see, it. Star, Starburst is, like, I, I mean, not that Jolly Ranchers is, like, you know, organic candy from Whole Foods, but I do feel like Jolly Ranchers have, like, at least somewhat of, to make you, like, the flavor to make you think of, like, the fruit they're supposed to be, whereas Starburst, that's straight up candy flavor, you know? Yeah, also a Jolly Rancher is a hard candy that, much like a candy cane that... Okay, I'm not even. It gonna, translates. I'm not gonna say suck on because I know where you're gonna go with that. <laughs> <laughs> I was literally trying to find any word other than suck on for you not to give me shit, but there's no other way to say it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's it's the eating can- that's everything. Eating candy canes is tough. Like you're never gonna look cool eating a candy cane. That's just a fact, man. All right. My number four is a nostalgia pit candy pretzels, man. This is something that my grandma used to always make. I haven't had these in years, man. Like it's probably been 15 years since I've had a candy pretzel, but I really started thinking whenever I was putting together this list. And that's something that if you put them in front of me right now, I would immediately think Christmas at grandma's house, man. Um, it's a good treat, dude. It's kind of got like, you know, you got multiple experiences going on there because you got the crunch from the pretzel, you got the salt from the pretzel. And then you got the, uh, you know, the sweetness from the the icing and stuff, man. So I think it's just a, a really great snack that uh, doesn't really get its proper due. See, I, 
I feel like you, you got to use nostalgia a lot for Christmas snacks because, I mean, do everybody remembers going to their family member's house for Christmas, whether it be their grandma or aunt, uncle, whatever it is. So, yeah, man, um, I definitely have an honorable mention in here that's not on my list, but I'm going to just give it right now. It's definitely not a sweet. Um, it's just like eating peel shrimp. Like every year on Christmas Eve, when we would go to my family's house, like that was the staple. Like there'd be a table full of eaten peel shrimp. So, um, like, uh, like shrimp cocktail style, cold or like boiled shrimp? Uh, so boiled shrimp, yeah. Nice, dude. That sounds pretty good, man. I haven't had a good seafood boil in a while. Yeah. So uh, that's that always reminds me of Christmas. So, um, that, that would be an honorable mention for me. Okay. What was, uh, what's your number three? Number three is peppermint bark. Um, one of the main reasons this is on my list is um, like another one that's going to be on my list coming up. Uh, I made this a lot with my mom growing up. Um, baking was a was a huge thing in our household. My mom loved to cook, so I, any chance I got to help her with Christmas cookies or um, making toffee, things like that, I always took advantage of it because... Man, you got to enjoy all the time you can with your parents while they're here. So, and you definitely want to create those memories. And my mom is doing it with my daughter now. So, yeah, it's a uh, peppermint bark is definitely a nostalgia one just because I grew up on this and I still love it to this day. It's probably not as good now to me because I've had it so much, but still very good for me. Heavy on the peppermint, man. So, yeah. my man went candy canes. But peppermint ice on. cream and I, I went cherry candy canes. I didn't go peppermint. Yeah, true, true. I just, I never realized, you know I've been friends with you for eleven years. Never realized what a what a peppermint fetish you had. Yeah, but we've never really talked about like gone deep dive on Christmas, man. That's why I said to do. I thought this was a good idea for us to do. We'll learn some things <laughs> about each other. <laughs> Definitely, man. My number three is a gingerbread house. I uh, this is another one. It's got nostalgia, but I've been doing it a lot the last few years with my kids now. And it's something we definitely look forward to every Christmas, man, is, um, you know, obviously everybody enjoys putting together their um, their gingerbread houses. But I'm like the rare person that I really like eating my gingerbread house, man. I know like those cookies are like super like freaking stiff and you know, almost kind of like a little bit stale um, on like the texture on them and stuff. But for whatever reason, that's always been a guilty pleasure of mine. And, uh, and I love the icing packs too, man. Like, I don't know what it is, dude. Like I said, I know it's not high quality shit, but I love eating a gingerbread house. There was a Christmas 2011 at my house in Kentucky. We got knocking back a few beverages and we decided to put one together and I actually snuck off with the, uh, the packet of icing and ate the whole damn thing. So we couldn't finish the gingerbread house. I got some, uh, definitely caught some heat that year, but, but yeah, man, I love putting together a gingerbread house. Man, you're right. We've been friends for 11 years and I never knew you were a serial killer because that is definitely a serial killer move eating the gingerbread house. So, yeah, uh, you could take your peppermint slander and stick it up your cornhole. Like, dude, are you serious? Eat the gingerbread house? My fingers have been on that thing. You're a weirdo. Why would you even put why would you even build it if you're not eventually going to eat it, dude? For the most fun part of all, crushing it the day after Christmas. No, dude, you got to eat that thing, oh, dude. You, freaking, you make no. it, you snap a picture for, you know, for memories, and then you start to freaking take it apart and eat it, dude. I remember I got Haribo was putting out a gingerbread house a few years yeah. ago. You guys know I love Haribo. Um, 
and that one was awesome because they actually had the Haribo gold bears for like you know decoration and stuff on it, man. So, dude, I'm a yeah, I'm all about eating a gingerbread house. I'm a hundred percent sure. Even when they make those in the factory, those get dropped on the floor before they before they put them in your box. That's why they're so hard. Like th- those <laughs> got to sit out and marinate for a while. <laughs> yeah, I appreciate sure it. I'm I'm more I'm cool with it sitting out or even getting dropped on the floor. I'm more worried about like what sort of like food additive they're spraying all over it to make it strong enough to build a fucking house out of. Oh, but, you mean the. You mean the neutral cereal varnish that Clark Griswold's been working on for 30 years? <laughs> yeah, it all goes back to National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, man. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. What is your number two pick? Uh, my number two pick is eggnog. It can be normal eggnog or alcoholic eggnog. I am not. Uh, I-, I just like all eggnog. I know it's some people don't like it, and I know Seth's one of them, but I'm gagging al- right now hearing this. I've, I've always loved eggnog, man. I just, I don't know what it is. It's just one of those drinks that I've been drinking since I was a little kid. And now my daughter likes it. My wife's not a huge fan, but uh, Zoe likes it. So I'll my kids you. love eggnog, dude. They, as soon as it starts showing up on the shelf at the groceries now, like they, they start asking for it and stuff. So yeah, there's, there's definitely a group of people out there that like it, but I'm not one of them. I also went for a beverage for my number two. This is probably my favorite cocktail I've ever made. I call this one, the junk, the drunken gingerbread. It was the predecessor of the drunken uh, stay puff. So this one is really, really good, but also very dangerous, man. So you get um, like a pint glass, right? Like I, I prefer, I got a, I got a metal um, hydroflask pint glass. So if you got a nice metal cup like that, it's going to keep your drink ice cold. That's really choice for this. You want to fill that motherfucker up with ice, pour a shot of Maker's Mark in there, hit it with um, some Coca-Cola, get it close to the top. And then you got to go to Starbucks or you could order it off of Amazon and get some peppermint or excuse me, some gingerbread syrup. So um, it's like it's the stuff they put in like gingerbread lattes and stuff. Put a heavy squirt of the gingerbread syrup in your drink and then you're going to float another Maker's Mark shot on top of that, man. Um, And something between the Coke and the gingerbread flavor, it completely masks any of the bite off the whiskey. You still got a nice a nice bourbon flavor in there, but there's none of that bite that can slow you down for a little bit. So, I mean, you could really pound these things, dude. Like when I, when we used to host Christmas parties and stuff at our house, um, before the kids were born, I would pretty much spend all night being the bartender and just whipping these up for people cause they loved them. But I would warn them like, dude, you're going to feel this. And people would, I'd have multiple people hit me up the next day. Like, yo, you weren't lying. I'm fucking hung over right now. So this is a really strong drink that goes down really easy. You're not going to want to make any major life decisions after having a couple of these, but um, very, very excellent and well worth the time of going out and piecing together the ingredients to make this thing. I love how you emphasized a heavy squirt also, because I know how much you like a heavy squirt. So Wow. <laughs> Bro, this is Christmas we're talking about here, dude. Who said I wasn't talking about Christmas? What's wrong with a, what's wrong with a heavy squirt on Christmas? <laughs> oh my God. I'm not co-signing any of this, dude. You're not I want no part. There, I mean, dude, this some, is a Podwares episode. Christmas, Thanksgiving, they know what they're getting from us. So. Oh, no, it's 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 fair game. Yeah, trust me, it's fair game, but uh, I'm not going to go there All on right. a Christmas episode. All right, relax, Santa. Um, uh, number one for me was peanut brittle. This was an easy choice for me. Um, I, I've just, I've always loved peanut brittle. I make it every year at my house, at my mom's house. Um, I just... This is like my snack of choice during Christmas. I mean, I'd probably eat this every day as unhealthy as that would be. Um, I, I, I just love peanut brittle. I always have. Um, it reminds me of my grandma and my mom. So a lot of the nostalgia wrapped up in this one. Now I make it with my daughter. So 
just more memories I'm creating with peanut brittle. And I know uh, Seth's probably going to have something to say about me liking peanut brittle this much. But he said he's going to be on his ga- good game tonight since it's Christmas. Dude, I feel bad. After, I mean, that was beautiful, man. That was that really was a beautiful, you know, soliloquy to uh, to peanut brittle. I fucking hate peanut brittle, dude. I've hated it since I was a kid. I hated it as a teenager. I hated it as a young adult, and I hate it now, man. I remember. So my grandma used to make it a lot too, man. I, and I will be, you know, I'll get the disclaimer out there. I think I'm probably like the only person in my family that doesn't care for it, but. Not real big on like peanuts, anyways, man. Like I don't, I don't really don't fuck with peanut butter outside of maybe like a Reese's cup. Okay. Um, but dude, I never liked it. I remember my grandma would make tons of it, dude. Like my grandma was famous for her peanut brittle too. Like, like whenever we'd have our big Christmas dinner as a kid, everybody left with like a big giant Ziploc bag of peanut brittle. Like that was like your like door, like your uh, whatever your grab bag or whatever. You know, your partying gift when you left. Uh, from Christmas dinner at her house. And I remember I it used to get on my nerves cause I never liked it. And I would hear all the grownups and stuff just like fawning over it. Like, Oh yes, you know, we got our peanut brittle. And I just remember even as a kid being like, God, you guys are idiots, man. Like this stuff sucks. It's too damn hard. It breaks your freaking teeth. Like it just tastes like peanuts. Like, yeah, man, not could not, I could not be any more, um, anti peanut, peanut brittle, dude. Jeez. I did you shit on my entire <laughs> life, Seth? I thought you said you were being nice tonight. Feels like I was. Feel like dude, I'm reading. You open- I feel like I'm reading the night before Christmas, and then all of a sudden, <laughs> someone gets shot as Santa enters the house. Like I feel like that's what you've done to me. Like you're, Santa you're, gets robbed. Santa's burning down my house as he jumps through the chimney. Like Jesus, dude. I had to speak on it, man. I, like my hate for peanut brittle is that intense, dude. I just I don't care for it, man. And uh, if there's I feel like it's so universally beloved. Again, I know I'm like deep in the minority on this one, man. I know peanut brittle is so just like universally uh, um, adored that what I'm hoping is if there's somebody out there that's listening right now that also hates peanut brittle and has always been too afraid to speak up about it and share that with their friends and family that maybe this year it inspires them to just let everybody know like, dude, this stuff sucks. Yeah, well, that takes you off my Christmas list for the next 20 years. So let's hear your number one there. Fucking, <laughs> you'd bought me a peanut brittle of the month club subscription for Christmas. <laughs> you got to fucking cancel. No, I'm now. definitely sending you some now in the mail. There's no question. I mean, dude, it'll get eat up within a day, dude. Sheena loves the stuff, and I know the kids would love it too. I just, I don't know, man. I just, I, I mean, it's really just because I don't like like peanut butter, dude. Right? Like it kind of goes back to that. It's just an extension of that. I'm just not a fan, dude. So I will give you my number one pick, man. This is. um Definitely not the the standard tradition of a Christmas treat, but this is something I only ever eat at Christmas time, and sometimes Thanksgiving. But traditionally, Christmas is when these would come out. Man, I freaking love them. Is sausage balls, dude? Now, are you familiar with a sausage ball, Jordan? I am not. So uh, take it away, there, Meat Master Seth. Dude, next. So next time, Sheena. Uh, next time you come over, I'm gonna get Sheena to to whip up a batch, man. So it's basically. It's like the redneck cousin of a meatball, right? Like if a meatball is chilling in like an Italian via somewhere on the Mediterranean, um, it's, it's cousin the sausage ball is in like like a trailer park in Muscle Shoals, Alabama, right? But it's basically you take like some good, like good spicy breakfast sausage, like a, like standard like Jimmy Dean or something. And then it gets mixed in with cheese and breadcrumbs and a little bit of like Bisquick's usually best. And you just form it in a little ball and then bake it, man. It's like uh, it's like this little like I I had a friend from uh, up north that tried them at a party in Hawaii one time. She made him. He's like, oh, it's like a little sausage cookie. 
Like it's just this little, um, this little ball of deliciousness, man. Like, uh, I, I know it's, it's definitely like a real Southern thing, like I said. So, cause there was a lot of people in Hawaii that had never heard of them or tried them either, man, but they were, they were always a big hit at our parties, man. And like I said, I don't know, I'm, I'm going to kind of like light a fire under Sheena's ass to start making them more than just around Christmas time. Cause I feel like you could totally make it like a breakfast food, you know? Yeah. I mean, they sound good. So I'm going to take your word for it. Yeah. We'll get some, I'll get you some balls in your mouth, man. Next time you come to, uh, uh, Oakland. Okay? I thought you said you were going to be on your best behavior tonight and then you throw that in there. What? I said, I'm going to get you some sausage balls. No, you Whenever you come, I'm going to get to make you sausage that balls. That's not what you said, but okay. <laughs> we can't end this at 20 minutes, dude. We got we to gotta add a little bit more to this. Do, do you and Sheena have anything that you guys do on Christmas night to like wind down the night after like the day with the kids and stuff like that? Do you guys like watch a movie or anything? Uh, no, So our big Christmas tradition has always been, it's not on Christmas, but like our it's something me and Sheena always did. Um, and now we're doing it with the kids to just kind of kick off the Christmas season on Thanksgiving night, like that evening, once it winds down, we always watch, uh, Charlie Brown Christmas, man. And that's kind of like, that's like kind of like the official, you know, blow the whistle. It's on like Christmas season is here. That's something that we've always done. Um, because I've had like some like weird work situations the last couple of years, we haven't really nailed down our Christmas Eve slash Christmas day, um, like routine just yet. So it's probably something we need to start next year. Cause you know, Brett will be six and Stella will be four. So they're starting to get to the point where they're really going to remember these Christmases. The other big thing we got is it, Christmas is kind of weird around here. Cause my daughter was born December 23rd. So, uh, we got, you know, we got her birthday rolling into Christmas Eve, rolling into Christmas, which is just, it's always kind of awkward, man. I think we're going to start celebrating her birthday in like June next year to just like, we'll just celebrate it on the half birthday, but just so, that way we can really like do stuff, do more stuff with her. And it'll just, I think it'll be easier on everybody, you know? Yeah, that's tough, man. My sister um, was born on New Year's Day and I always feel bad for her because, dude, it's kind of just covered up by the holidays, man. As, as sad as that is to say, I mean, you try to make it special for them, but dude, I'm with you. It just doesn't seem like you're celebrating a birthday when Christmas is two days later, you know? It just... It's tough to compete with Jesus, man. It is tough to compete with Jesus and um, you don't want to be like uh, the office cast and have a shitty birthday for Jesus, so... Um. <laughs> yeah, and like, I just think about... Like, like as she gets older, like it's going to be hard coordinating stuff like with her friends because so many people travel around that time. Like I caught a little bit of that because my birthday is November 24th. So like it was almost always uh, either on Thanksgiving or part of like the like the typical four day weekend for Thanksgiving. Um, but it wasn't nearly to the same level as, you know, two days before Christmas. Yeah, that is definitely tough. Um yeah, me and Ari always try to watch Christmas Vacation. We don't. It's not necessarily the last time we watch it, but we always try to watch it on Christmas night after we're done with everything. Um, Zoe doesn't go to bed real early, so that's kind of a problem. We don't get a lot of alone time because Zoe's usually up till about midnight on weekends and stuff like that. We don't really have an assigned bedtime for her, so definitely our fault. But um, we love spending time with her, so. But yeah, I mean that's usually what we do to wind down the night. We'll we'll turn something on whether it's usually Christmas vacation, but I mean Christmas story and all that stuff is on even though I hate that movie, but it's for another episode. I remember as a kid, Christmas night always seemed so bleak to me. Yeah. Because I would just be thinking like fuck. It's, it's over. 364 days before this is coming back, you know what I mean? My my parents always went all out like we always had really big Christmases growing up, but 
um, I would still, you know, I mean, I was definitely just, I wouldn't even say I was spoiled. I think I was just like looking at things wrong. Cause I definitely appreciated like the stuff we had growing up, but I would, I always remember having like that little, like slightly sad feeling that like, damn, Christmas is a whole, this is the farthest away from the next Christmas as I possibly could be, you know? Dude, I'll argue that Christmas night as an adult, it, when you have a kid is just as depressing. Cause you're like, man, all that work that we just did and now it's over. And what do we have to look forward to now? The dead of winter? Like it, it is, it's a depressing night, man. It, it still is to this day for me. I know a lot of people are happy when Christmas is over. I am not one of those people, dude. It's just, it, and it's just depressing for me, which I didn't know this until a couple of years ago. And you probably did. Cause you're like smartest person alive, but I didn't realize that the 12 days of Christmas actually kicked off on Christmas night. I never knew that growing up. I didn't either. I thought it was like I, I thought it was like an appetizer type deal. Like you're building up to the No, no, 12th. no. I always thought the twelve days of Christmas started on the thirteenth. Nope. Twelve days of Christmas starts on Christmas night um and goes through January sixth. So there, I just taught you something today. Nice, man. The more you know. Yeah, yeah so I, a, uh, a lot of people celebrate the twelve days of Christmas and I, I literally had no idea that I, I thought the exact same thing. It started on the thirteenth and you counted down twelve days till Christmas, but no, it actually is starting on Christmas night, so the so more that means you know. you're still celebrating Christmas on like January 6th. Like, I don't know. That just seems weird to me, man. I, uh, well, January ahead. 6th is the epiphany. That's when like the three kings came and gave, um, the gifts. So, like, that's why it's the 12 days of Christmas. God damn, dude. We're getting a freaking theology lesson here. Hey, man. I'm just, I'm just trying to, hey, the more you know about Christmas, <laughs> if we're going to do a Christmas episode, might as well break into a little bit of Christmas facts. I think we've, dude, we, I don't think there's ever been an episode in the four years of the Chick Foley show that has been, um, that has hit these different extremes on like the morality scale. You know what I mean? We've had some straight up nasty debauchery talk and then we've also had, uh, you know, lessons right out of the Bible. Yeah, man. I'm just shows you how well-rounded I am, man. I, I got a lot of facts. (laughs) (laughs) we'll do one last question man what was your all-time favorite christmas present you got as a kid um so the most vivid memory i have um it was when i was 12 years old and um my mom was a single parent at this time um and i just remember getting it was like a red sled. We lived in an apartment complex. It was a red sled and it was filled with like a GI Joe tank, a bunch of GI Joes, um, some wrestlers, everything like that. And I, I just, I always remember that image in my head when I think of Christmas morning. Um, I knew my mom didn't have a lot of money, but she always made Christmas important for us when we were growing up. So that is definitely a memory that will always be ingrained in my mind. That that sounds really lovely, man. That that sounds awesome, dude. I uh, for mine, it was I got a Sega Genesis for Christmas in 1992, and my parents like looking back now, like I know they were just working me, man, because like I do the same thing as my as my dad did. So like I know like you know we're com- comfortable middle class, right? Not rich by any means, but like you know like we were comfortable middle class. But they had completely convinced me that we could not afford a Sega, right? Like they were like, you know, acting all sad about it because they knew that's what me and my brother wanted. They're like, you know, we wish we could, but we just can't afford it this year. And I fucking bought it hook, line and sinker to the point where like I had given up on getting it. And like, I was just like, well, you know, 
I guess it's just not going to happen. I actually felt bad for even asking about it. And like, I remember as a kid, like thinking like, man, I hope I didn't make my parents feel bad by asking for this. And then sure as shit on Christmas, we open up all the presents. Right. And my mom loved to do like the Steve jobs, like one more thing type gimmick. So like we opened up all the presents and the dust is starting to settle a little bit. And then my mom's like, Hey, I think we got one more present, you know? And then like, it was back tucked behind a coffee table or something. It was a big old box with the, the OG Sega Genesis with Sonic the Hedgehog and, I remember just loving it, dude. She hit you with the the Ralphie's dad thing. Like, oh, well, <laughs> did you get everything you wanted? And you're like, oh, not really. I wanted a Sega really bad. And then she's like, well, bam, here's a Sega. <laughs> you know what is pretty crazy to think about, dude? I don't think I got another game for like nine months, dude. I think I, Sonic the Hedgehog was the first game I got. And I don't, I think I, the next game I got was Mortal Kombat, which it may have been November, dude. Like I literally played just Sonic the Hedgehog on my Sega for damn near a year man like could you imagine only playing one video game that you can't even save for uh for that long i can because dude i, I feel like i did that with donkey kong country and and um sonic I, I loved both of those games um growing up so yeah man that's that's awesome i, I love hearing yeah. stuff like that dude i love christmas morning stories about when you were a kid like i could do an entire episode on just christmas morning uh stories about when we were kids so another time yeah for sure all right. Well, that's it. Thanks you guys again for uh, all the support this year. I hope this was something to, to kill 30 minutes of either your drive or, you know, your, your unwanted company you got over. If you just need a break, um, we appreciate everything that you guys have, uh, you know, all the support, all the love you guys have shown the pod Warrior series this year, and it's going to be even better stuff uh, for next year. Jordan, you got any last words for us? Yeah, man, we always try to keep it light and funny around here, but I'm being dead serious here. Like, uh, Merry Christmas, you guys. Happy New Year. I hope you guys get to spend lots of time with family and friends. Uh, definitely enjoy making those memories because uh, at some point, those people ain't going to be there to be morbid, but I mean, they're not, and you got to enjoy God it. Damn, while let, me, let me cue up The Undertaker's song here. Dude, I'm being serious. Like, you got to enjoy <laughs> no, that stuff. No, you're right, like, dude. After the you're last, right, I mean, I don't know, man. I don't know about you, but after the last three years, dude, just everything everyone's went through in the last three years, like, it just really makes me appreciate more, like, memories and stuff like that with my family, so. No, you're 100% right, dude. Like I said, this episode, this is probably the most, like, schizo episode we've ever dropped, dude. I feel like the tone has gone up and down like all over the place within a 30 minute episode but you know i would i'm right there with you dude like i would give anything in the world to have another big christmas at my grandma's house when i was a kid with with everybody there man so yeah cherish those memories because you're never gonna there there's maybe like one or two gifts from your whole childhood or you know if you got kids right now you know their whole childhood that they're actually going to remember they're going to remember the experiences though and the the times and and you know the memories and stuff that you make when you're when you're together so yeah 100 percent i Good, good way to end this, Jordan, even though you took it. Uh, you definitely, you said we like to keep it light, man, but you got pretty heavy there. Yeah, well, you know what happens when I get in the mood. <laughs> <laughs> like an emo bear, man. <laughs> Merry Christmas, guys. Smile.